0: Feral Audio Put your hands together
1: Put your hands together Put your hands together Put your hands together
0: Put your hands together What's up everybody? Thanks for coming up to New City! Put your hands together
2: On a Tuesday night. I have a wonderful co-host on this show. She said, I can't dawdle up top. I have to bring her on quickly tonight. Let's hear it right now for Rhea Butcher.
3: Oh, yeah. Look how quick. No dawdling. I was so quick. Why didn't you want me to dawdle? I don't know. Because th- I just t- wanted to get out here so I could show everybody our matching Yet not matching jackets. Yeah. Versions, versions, <laughs> kind of the same thing, but kind of not. Versions, versions that's, of a thing. That's all lesbians. Kind of lesbians. the same thing. Versions kind of, of a
2: thing. Of <laughs> a thing.
3: That's versions. Why we're so confusing to you
0: guys. By the way, that's a
2: great name for like a lesbian soap to replace kind of L word. Thing, kind no, of versions. Oh,
0: versions. <laughs> yeah. But cool.
2: then you, if you say it really fast, it's like wait, virgins, and you're like yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Just because they fuck with their hands doesn't mean they're virgins. <laughs> That counts as real.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's Cameron Esposito, everybody. Welcome her to the show. Well, we have a great show, and all the
2: comics are in back. They can hear you. Let's welcome them so much. Please, please, please. Just a little more clapping. Well, also, we have such a wonderful family at the show. We have our photographer, Megan. We have Ryan, our co-producer. We have Hannah, who's, like runs all the whole show and makes it happen. It's so nice to have them here. I was gone last week, so I really missed everybody. Yeah, you were gone. What it's was I just doing? me. Sleeping? I think so. <laughs> oh, no, I was working. Yeah, was you were working. working. Oh, because we're making a working television show. Working and sleeping show. are basically the same thing We're making thing a television show, so we've been working, 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 yeah. working so many works to make a television show. It's very hard. It is quite hard. I can't believe... I'm so sorry to say that. I understand. Real piece of shit attitude. <laughs> Come out on stage. Oh, I was like so hard. i TV show. Oh my god! They pay me money. They me to work with it. But actually, legit, I will tell you what's weird about it. I have been in comedy since the day after I graduated from college. I got my first yep. job the day after I graduated from college I'm 34 I was 22. What? Two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so how many years is that? 12 years. No. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've known this for a long time. And then, and but professionally. But I've always, I've always had like 87 jobs. Sure. At first I had like other types of jobs, like day jobs, nanny, blah, 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 such and thus. Sure. Then I just had 87 types of comedy jobs. Mm-hmm. You fly and do stuff. You co-host a podcast. Sure. Then you make...
0: Sometimes
2: you talk photograph. through a vending machine. Yo. You
3: know?
2: Sometimes, I did do that. Yeah. I was a talking vending machine for a while. <laughs> That's totally true. I was a talking vending machine for a while because Sprite decided to... <laughs> because Sprite decided to do a special soda that was a promotional tie-in with the movie Get Smart starring Steve Carell. And Anne Hathaway. And Anne Hathaway. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're Thank right. Thank you. <laughs> Girl winner Anne Hathaway, you're right. You're I right, see you, right. Anne. She and
3: beautiful, but I seen her. I seen her in real life when we first met. I know moved you did. Here. But we are already her in her one story, life. so we cannot. Theo, yeah, we can tell a middle story before we get to the end of that. I other mean, story. we can, but we also have other things we have to. Talk I know we're about. gonna
2: get through all of it. Anne Hathaway came in a restaurant, and
0: I said,
3: <laughs> "This is literally on your album." <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> well, do it. Then do the story with me. Anne Hathaway
2: came in a restaurant, my sister. Came was a was restaurant. Visiting. You were
3: eating with your sister. What did she and say, your sister was like,
2: Who is that? What movie was she in? And I said,
3: The
0: Princess Diaries!
2: I yelled it. No. I yelled the Princess Diaries and then, at Anne Hathaway. <laughs> at Mohawk Bend. <laughs> we were at Mohawk Bend, she was living that chill Silver Lake celebrity lifestyle. <laughs> and I yelled
3: the Princess Diaries at her. <laughs> You stood up. I stood up and proclaimed. And I yelled it. The princess diaries! Yep. Right <laughs> at her. <laughs> oh, that's... And Anne Hathaway is like a famous person who's a woman, right? Yeah. Which is a flawless oh, segue.
2: Wait, but what else were we talking about? What was the story I, we were doing when I got that other story? We were talking about the
3: vending machine.
2: Oh, yeah, I was a talking vending machine? Wait, let me just finish this one team story. All right. Well, I was a talking vending machine, and what happened was...
3: Sprite decided to put out a special soda <laughs> yeah, what was for it the called? movie, Get Smart. What was it called, Rude? Which is about a uh, agent guy, and they put- decided to call the soda Agent Orange.
2: That's what they called the soda. <laughs> which... It was orange flavored soda. Not
3: the best they choice. They called it Agent... <laughs> Orange! So, if you think millennials just started sucking Agent Orange, the soda. And
2: so what Sprite hired me to do was to go into vending machine and I was supposed to pretend like I was a secret agent who was trapped in a vending machine. And the way that I would do that was there was a video camera and I had to go like help! I'm in a vending machine! Well, as long as you're here, Agent Orange! But they accidentally put the vending machine outside of Wrigley Field in Chicago. Outside of Wrigley Field in Chicago. And the first Cubs fan that walked by knocked the vending machine over and peed on it.
3: (laughs) Rhea, speaking of famous women... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why do you do
0: this?
3: (laughs) Trying to establish myself as a stand-up comedian, and here you are holding my hand on stage. All right, all right. (laughs) Rio, what happened to you today? Uh, Well, I was on the television show at midnight. (laughs) Well, you taped it. I taped it. You're going to be on it tonight. It's playing right now somewhere in this country. Well, in 30 minutes, it'll be playing on the East Coast. Yeah, there you go. And... I was also on that show. Yeah, you were also
2: on that show? We were also taping that show. We taped it together. Yes, thank you. Full whole audience (laughs) clap for Ria.
3: This is one motherfucker for me. (laughs) So for those of you in the audience that don't know this, if it's perhaps your first time coming, we are married to each other. We're married to each other. We're wives. Hence the hand-holding. So you have to tune in to At Midnight Tonight to watch it to see if I beat my wife. It's a... Oh. (laughs) That's a... You shouldn't joke about it. I know.
2: But I do. (laughs) I would like to take one moment. Moment? Let's take a moment. I would like to take one moment. Uh...
3: (laughs) I would like to take...
2: I would like to take one moment and just call out the fact that it is legit crazy that they're were three panelists on At Midnight, and two, and they were all women. Three, pan, three female panelists, and then two of them were lesbians that were married to each other. Listen, I understand that it feels like we live in a very progressive world, but I am gonna tell you that Comedy Central's demo, demographics. <laughs> it's like 13 to 18 year old boys. <laughs> yeah, White boys. 13, to 18 year old white boys. And what's awesome is that Comedy Central has been really growing the diversity in its programming. Sure. Because like Kean Peel, Amy Schumer, Broad City, there's non non whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but still,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that that network is like not Amazon, you know? She' right. Like <laughs> premiered its scripted programming. With Transparent. Sure. Just of like, you guys into that? And we were all like, yes.
0: <laughs>
2: so it's actually
3: Nutballs that we well, got on there. Isn't it? Yeah. Nutballs is an interesting choice. You guys choice. don't know.
0: <laughs> You're just going to have to take my word for it.
3: <laughs> it's Nutballs. just think that's an interesting choice. It's testicles. <laughs> Penis? What are sure, other parts yeah. of a boy?
0: <laughs>
3: I don't know anymore. Vast deference. Yeah, there's a vast deference. But let's get back to the famous lady. We were at At Midnight, and I won't tell you who won. You have to watch. <laughs> I won't tell you who won, but... Uh... Well, who works at the show? So uh, there's a stage manager at the show... And he is... He's, a, he's kind of in charge of the show. Yeah, he's in charge, in charge of the show. Of the show. He, he show. runs the stage of the show, right. which is so a wh- big deal. Right. So, like, you know, he's like a boss type person. Serious guy. And... Uh, what does he look like? Got He seems like a groovy dude. Yeah, he does seem like <laughs> groovy dude. He's just, dude. like, groovy, a long white hair and, like, small... Under hat, rim. glasses, you know, that kind Circular of a thing. Rims, yeah, like... Tide when dyeing. you're Looks on like crew you wear like dyeing. all black when yeah. you're doing crew, but he had like a perfectly pressed black cowboy shirt yeah. on, and I was like, Yeah, fucking cool dude. <laughs> so this is not your first rodeo. <laughs> hey, have you ever been to Laurel Canyon? Just kidding, I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy who's now I can't remember his first name, but it doesn't matter. John. Okay. I'll tell you why that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that is funny, because his name is John Stewart. <laughs> but he's not John Stewart. But his last name is Stewart, and his daughter. No, don't tell him who, because somebody. Oh well, you, I think I already know. <laughs> All right, now. Well, just do it then. I thought you should have interjected. No, yeah. Well, what happened was now we I'm were scared. standing there.
2: Now I'm scared. I already knew this person worked on the show, and that this person was, and so we were standing there, getting like our screen test happening. They were adjusting the lights, and then another guy that worked on the show was like, "John, she looks like your daughter." And then he was like, "Yeah, you do look like my daughter. You look like my daughter, Chris." My daughter Kristen Stewart, the actor. <laughs> and by the way.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I look just like her. Yeah, you do look just like
2: her. Wait, I didn't get to see it from the front. Oh my god! Just then you did,
0: because
2: I didn't. I do look, look like well her. When I first met you, I thought you looked like her, and I was like,
3: "Fuck
0: yeah," because
2: you because she's so beautiful. Yes, she's so, she's. she's it's almost like she's. It's almost like she's like a like a fam- like a movie star it's almost like she's a famous movie star <laughs> yeah 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 she I was- like that I was like Cause she's so beautiful like this audience is gonna be like prove it <laughs> <laughs> oh, no no we disagree what, really <laughs> well I also think Mina Lacuna has an okay face <laughs> so
0: <laughs>
2: one time I looked at Zoe Saldana and I was like that's not bad <laughs>
3: But it was just validation that's people fucking cool. people have told me that I look like her and then it's weird to have to have that happen but then her dad he made her yeah. and he agrees yeah. he's seen her face so many times he made that face
0: yeah he made that face. he
2: made it so what are you gonna do with like your newfound success I, are you okay no I'm not okay what do you think will happen when you guys meet each other That'll happen. You're going to meet each other at some point. Yeah, I mean, when we meet each other, we'll probably go... I just want you to know something, and I want to say this in front of the audience so I have witnesses. Okay. When you meet Kristen Stewart... Yes. If the first thing you want to do is kiss her, no problem.
3: Well, I'm sorry. I thought it was a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: also, I'll be like, Oh, I have two faces. <laughs> I do like you, it once. What, do you is promise Peter me to stand in
3: the middle? Just stand in the middle of us. So
2: <laughs> I know you're gonna. I know you. <laughs> you know why I brought that up? Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, one time that did happen. I know, <laughs> but it wasn't you. Because was you like told me about it a lot lady. of times. <laughs> Not a lot. How many times? Twenty eighteen times. Twenty eighteen. Thirty nine times. Yeah, forty seven times. Forty seven times. One time when I was dating an ex,
3: not Ria, a person <laughs> who was, was dating the letter X, I was she dating used to work on Sesame Street, I was, dating, I was dating a cool gal, but like, shoot, you know, obviously <laughs> this is you guys
2: dancing. <laughs> is that an expression? <laughs> no. One time I was dating my ex, and I don't know why we decided to do this, but this one woman, I met this woman, and she asked me out on a date, and I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm dating someone. And then I said to my girlfriend later, I was like, this woman asked me out on a date. Would you like to date her with me? <laughs> then she said, yeah, sure. Then I said, okay. Then we went on a date with her. And then, like, a bunch of other dates with her. And it was the two of us on one side of the table and her on the other side of the table.
3: That sounds like a job interview. It was,
2: a little bit. Or, like, also, an adoption we always paid something? We always paid. Minutes. And then we, like, picked her up and drove her home and stuff. And at the end of the night, she was always just like, okay, see you later. And we're always, like... Damn it, we're so frustrated! <laughs> like, I've never had the experience of, like, going through that with another person. The final thing that happened was that finally, like, seven dates in,
3: <laughs> that's a lot of dates, we
2: <laughs> were, like, sitting on my couch, and I was sitting between them, and then one of them kissed me, and then the other one kissed me, and then I realized they looked exactly alike. I did not realize until that moment that they looked exactly alike. Sure. And they even had similar shoulder tattoos. <laughs> And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> but then they only kissed for like, I don't know, 30 minutes, and then she was like, I gotta go home, you gotta drive me. And I was like, oh god. <laughs> Uber didn't exist, so I really did have to drive her. And yeah. we drove her hey, home. Hey, there was no Uber X. No. <laughs> we drove her home and then the next morning she sent us an email like to both of us. Ooh. Like an email Farsh. with like that it just said like I don't think it's working out. And then it was like, you both seem nice, but I can't see you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, I just, I actually, I swear to God, this is actually what happened. I shut the computer, I turned to Max and I said, we're gonna be alone forever.
3: Guys, that's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Oh, I have to say one thing or I'm going to forget to say it. I'm going to say it for you. Rhea, say it. You guys, Cameron Esposito has her first special coming out. It drops on the 24th and this Thursday at the Roxy. We're having a release show and we'll both be performing. So come on out to that show. It's going to be super fun. Yes. Yes. My first stand-up special. special. My first stand-up special Comes out on the 24th on
2: CISO. On CISO. Um, And so you should subscribe to that, because we also are making a television show for CISO. It's NBC's new digital platform, so get on now, watch the special, hang out for a little minute. We'll release our TV show in the summer. Don't worry, it's like $4 a month, no problem. You're going to love it. Also, my special, which is called Marriage Material, is available the next day on iTunes and and Pandora and Spotify as an album. So if you're listening, because this is a podcast, and you're like, I don't have $4, to buy CISO, but I have $10 <laughs> for an album. I got the solution for you. <laughs> there you go. Would you like this? To Thursday, s- you guys. Yeah. Okay, so Rio, maybe I'll let you introduce this the comic. Uh, yeah, why don't you do it? Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Fun. And this show is going to continue to be wonderful. We love this next comic. We're so happy whenever he stops by. Let's hear it right now from Mr. David Huntsberger. Give it up for David!
4: Keep it going, you guys. That was terrific. I can't believe you guys didn't react more effusively to the Uber thing. That was insanely quick. Because she'd been dating and ah, you know, you know the backstory. Um Also odd to be a part of a stand-up show that kind of has uh, little breaks in the middle to do ad spots for a podcast. I'm just like, for those of you listening, Squarespace, build it better, build it bigger.
0: All
4: right, now on to my set. Uh, (laughs) You might not know this, and this is 100% true, my life partner is also on this stage tonight for the first time ever due to some late-arriving seating arrangements. <laughs> now I'd just like you to keep that with you, the rest of my set. <laughs> who is she or he? Ooh, really. You don't seem that intrigued by it. All right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Looking around at all the faces. Like, who is it? Who could have? Been? Yeah, you're doing it. Such a, You think I'm lying. I 100% am not. Uh, or you know who the person is. That's likely. Nah. Just uh, saying some of those sentences to feel you guys out. <laughs> and then it just kind of ended with, <laughs>. "All right, buddy, let's move this along." <laughs> felt felt you out appropriately. Um, the I, I feel like uh, women are doing well. Do people is, is that a is that a not pleasant thing to say? <laughs> It's not like, hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think there's a lot left to be done. I think women are, there's a movement happening, which is exciting. Uh, Cameron and Re having a television show, fantastic. Being on TV, fantastic. I think sometimes we focus too much on the negative, the things that aren't happening, and the way we're not seeing the diversity, especially with women. And that can, be, that can diminish the achievements of people before that. There were people like Ellen, Roseanne, Grace under fire? I don't know why it was Gra- Why wasn't she just Brett, Brett under fire? It was Brett Butler. Maybe it sounded like Brett. Maybe they focus group that. They're like, it's who's gonna watch Brett under fire. But even <laughs> I think of her. Why isn't she Grace? It's still those people like achieved a lot and to now act like we kind of have this mentality that like, ah, oh, women aren't doing enough. I think we're maybe focusing too much on the negative. Like when the Sony leaks came out and it was revealed that women were being paid less, we focused solely on that. Like, ah, oh, It's horrible. But we didn't pay attention to the fact that the person who was in charge of paying them was a woman. That was a banner moment in human history. Just like, it was a woman holding people down. We're doing it. Welcome to the top. Get your foot on their throat. Yeah. Feels good, doesn't it? You're one of us now. The shitty top part. We should have been celebrating that. And not... It feels odd as a male to be saying things like that because I don't know what it's like. Women have to go through things that I never will. I just read Missoula. God damn it, if you haven't read that. Don't, or do, or give it to someone that's going into college and just protect your body. God damn it. Don't wander home drunk with people. And those are things I don't have to worry about. I can wander home drunk, theoretically. I mean, I don't want to get too carried away. I can wander home drunk with anybody. But... Uh Missoula's terrifying. And women have to do a thing deal with things that I never will. A cat calling that sucks. I'm like getting reduced to an object. You got to cover yourself up anytime you walk past like a construction. site like, ah, God damn it, you just ruined my day. That sucks. But again, I think we're only focusing on the negative there. We haven't really looked at the positive at just how ethnically diverse construction crews have gotten these days. <laughs> Pretty good. They're like a vision of people from the past. People in the 80s like, one day we'll have one of each up there. (laughs) It'll be like a Bud Light commercial. And it really is. It's impressive. If someone tells you they got catcalled, you don't immediately have an ethnicity in mind. You're like, who are we talking about here? Latino guy? White guy? Mexican guy? I already said that one. Black (laughs) Who was it? Pacific Islander? I can go through all of them. (laughs) That is nice. A lot of diversity, even every part of it. The ages, it's uh, the one bit of diversity that is missing in construction crews. Women. You don't see them. What's going on there? Are we all just looking past? Is that something we've all just been blind to? Where women, by and large, have been like, work out in the sun all day long, carrying shit? Fuck that. I'm, I'm not, and we all just went, yeah, good call. It sucks. That's, uh, that's a good decision on your part. Or is there more to it? I don't know. I think it would be, like catcalling... Getting catcalled would suck, but also every day, if every day you walk by a constructor, I think it would wor- be worse if every day when you walk by someone went, Hey, hey girl, you're looking good. You look strong. Why don't you work up here? <laughs> I don't know if you see you going with job applications all the time. Why don't you just throw one in here? I can look it over, pass it on to my guy, I know the dude. It's not hard. I know it looks hard. This is the heaviest thing I carry all day. It's a hammer. You tell me you can't believe it. You can't do. It. I believe in you, girl. We're a progressive society. I know you can do it. You look coordinated. Me, I hit the nail like five out of ten times, and they still they still keep me on the job. My back sucks. I can't carry anything. A- anything heavy, I give them the forklift. So you can't use that as an excuse. The Forklift's easy too. It's like a video game. You drive it around. It's fun. You're telling me you can't do. It. That's ridiculous. Get up here. Come on. You. If you're. You could stop the catcalling. Do you know that? That's what would stop the calling if one of us went. oh And we go. Hey. Karen, tell him to shut up. They would put an end to it right there. No, all right, I've offended you. Sorry, you're going to go off and write an angry email or send an article to Jezebel about how you can't break through the glass ceiling, but when you won't help build it, all right, fair enough. That uh, uh, went on a little too long. It's, uh, <laughs> we got the point. I, uh, I think, I think we, it's, uh, we should maybe take advantage that we can still talk about gender, and we should do. It. it seems ridiculous. We're still discussing. We never figured each other out. <laughs> Neither of the sexes ever. We never really got a handle on it. But I think we should appreciate that. That we could be on the precipice of gender no longer really being a part of uh, of humanity. Like we, it could become antiquated. We, you know, I don't know if that is true. It could happen theoretically. Like with cisgender, transgender. Microbiology, the way that we're now can look into an embryo. The UK just made it legal. You can tamper with embryos, Gattaca style, make them how you want. We could potentially live in a society where in the future, they just grab your genetic material, put it in a freezer somewhere, and you have no need for genitals. Imagine, like, that would be a weird society to walk around and no one with genitals. Like, <laughs> And we all like to think that we'll be pretty awesome grandparents no matter, we feel like, wow, I'm going to be good at this. We feel like we're going to all be better than our current grandparents because we're like, well, I'm good with technology and I'm not racist. I'm going to be awesome at this. We can easily picture ourselves standing there with a grandchild running up and be like, Grandpa, you're pretty cool. Like, Thank you for saying that. I knew I would be. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I figured out my hologram machine in like 10 minutes and I'm very accepting of your multiracial friend. Yeah, we've become great friends. <laughs> You'd feel like you were going to be cool, but that's being bad at technology wouldn't be nearly as hard as being physically different looking than the people around you. And with, if there is a world where there's no genitals, we would be that would be hard to deal with. I think some people wouldn't adapt to it very well. If your grandson came, I was like, Grandpa, my friend Kevin identifies more as a female than male, and so I was thinking maybe it's like a sign of solidarity that I'd have my genitals removed too. You know, so we can like just stop identifying as male and female and let's just all be humans. You know, let's unite and be one. You'd be like, what'd you just say to me? (laughs) Don't mind him, kids. Grandpa's from a different time. Don't mind him. What did... We only removed our genitals back in my day. We had a cancerous growth or something. We were trans. That's what we did it. Otherwise, we kept our genitals on our bodies. Out of respect. You are too good for that? Like, oh, I don't want all those things hanging off me. These? You too good for these? Made all of you, you pieces of shit. (laughs) You'd have this (laughs) ungrateful family. And then you'd probably try to fit in. Or some of your friends would. Your cool, trendy friend would show up one day in tight leather pants like, huh, I'm still young, huh? <laughs> All right. They, they would have removed their genitals. To f- you got that. You got that part. All right, thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Come on.
3: David Huntsberger, you guys. I mean, luckily for me, gender hasn't been a thing for a long time. I also love that I look like a construction worker. I cat call all the time, but it's to my actual cat. You look hot! Yeah, scratch it! Scratch it! Bury your poop, I like it when you bury your poop. Think about another one. I love how your ear has that little piece missing when you got caught in the door. Ooh-hoo-ee! That's a very specific reference to a very specific cat that I had one time. He got his ear caught in the door and then had a little notch out of it. He looked like, I don't know, Kurt Russell or something. Patrick Swayze. He was tough. It was the, like an earring for a cat. Sadly, fun cat-calling. Also, like, hello, cat. <laughs> okay, are you ready to keep, keep the show going? I'm just so into that. Yeah, scratch that post. Get those claws out of there. I know it's driving you crazy. Scratch that thing. Go to the couch. Okay, I've done it too much. <laughs> hello, cat. Okay. <laughs> okay love this next comic uh, he, we love it when he comes to the show he's a friend of the show uh, you guys please give a warm welcome to Mike Kaplan
5: thank you thank you I am a friend of the show the show is my friend we live in a world where you can be friends with an event you go on Facebook you're friends with people Friends with companies? Why don't you friend the event? <laughs> Catch up, Facebook. Can't do it yet? Why not? I'm a friend of a show. Are you attending the show? I'm a friending the show. Is this gonna be offensive? Anyway. Uh I really liked the expression. That was a good joke. It was a very expressive impression of an impressive expression. Now, that's not a joke what I did, but <laughs> I did it. So, why not just enjoy it, because isn't that better than not enjoying it? Why don't you like enjoying things? Who doesn't like enjoying things? Clap your hands. See? Everybody's confused. The thing that I like to do when I come to this show, which is taped to be a podcast for people to listen to forever, is not do things that I would ever do anywhere else... Because one time, I was on Last Comic Standing. Actually, like, eight times. But one season. Guys, I'm very impressive. Uh, so far, not very expressive. Is that Did I do that yet? Okay, so... Sometimes I feel like my comedy's like Tetris, where people will be like, when is a long one gonna come around and sort of clear everything up, and then we can... So... That's the kind of thing that I'm capable of when I'm not bound... <laughs> by the fact that this is a podcast. So, when I was on Last Comic Standing, I'd been doing comedy for about eight years. I'd just recorded an album of all of my best material from that eight years. I'd put it out. I had a Comedy Central special on Comedy Central that a lot of people liked, some people didn't. Uh, one time, a guy wrote like a tweet that was like, I watched the whole 30 minutes, and it was not good the whole time. I was like, why did you keep watching? Like, I don't know. Like, at minute 28, you could be like, it's probably not gonna be good. Also... <laughs> Maybe he has one killer clothes. I'm hoping. You know, like, throwing bad money after. Anyway, so, is that an expression? Throwing bad money after and then stopping a sentence? Um, That's like my style of comedy. I don't ever finish. So the point is, I. Moving forward. I was like, also, 30 minutes? My half hour special, like, It was 22 minutes, and then eight minutes of... You didn't laugh at the commercials? That wasn't me. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna... I didn't laugh for the whole 30 minutes. You weren't, like... You were supposed to not for some. Uh, (laughs) These commercials are hilarious! Anyway, so... I even stopped in the middle of a word that time. Uh, What if Hillary Clinton was short for hilarious Clinton? Um, Oh, do you guys like what ifs?
0: What if... (laughs) What if the
5: rest of my set was what ifs? What ifs... What if instead of an apple falling on Isaac's head, old Newton, what if it was a fig? That was the thing I tweeted today. So uh, you guys didn't like it as much as 36 people, but uh, but you liked me telling you how many people liked it. So what am I to do with this? How will this help me in the future? It just makes me have fun in the moment now? Fair enough. I was going to say, uh, David Huntsberger, who is just out here, my friend, who's, uh, I hope is also part of the podcast, he gets to decide, we all get to decide whether our material stays on the podcast or not. You know, listening at home, you guys in the room don't. You guys get a lot, but you don't get that. Till later, when you're those other people. We're all one. So the point is, we're all waiting. So, I like that he came out and said, uh, women are doing pretty well. Is that okay to say? Uh... Because it's hard to say anything. They're like, they are not... Do- Wait, I mean, yeah, what? Like, it's, like, I feel like both answers are angry and wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it was... Uh, anyway, then he did his bit, and it was great. So uh, let's edit that part out of the podcast. I uh, will tell you guys, here's a thing that I, I don't think I've done, uh, but it's a... Uh, do you guys, know, you guys know what an acronym is? Here's a... If you don't know what an acronym is, here's an acronym that'll help you remember what an acronym is. A cool reminder of names you memorize. That's acronym for... <laughs> The word acronym. Just uh, if you want to rewind it, it's a cool reminder of names you memorize. So here is an acronym that you might know: uh, MILF. Also, as a person who I care about language a little bit, uh, I often am almost always saying anagram instead of acronym, like they're Burt Reynolds and Tom Selleck. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Like you know, mustache guy. Um, Gustache my. Did I say that wrong? So. uh, MILF stands for Mom I'd Like to Fuck and did you know that Mom I'd Like to Fuck is actually also an acronym? Did you guys know it stands for Mature Older Mother Into Doing Lots I know. Examples? Touching, Oral, Feel Up, Cunnilingus, Kissing. That's Mom I'd Like to Fuck. (laughs) And did you know that Mature Older Mother Into Doing Lots I Know Examples, Touching, Oral, Feel Up, Cunnilingus, Kissing is also an acronym? (laughs) Four,
0: <laughs>
5: matriarchs all team up, ruining every other lady dame easily, really. I'm not talking of doing others, I need goddesses, ladies of the senior, that's lots. In kindness now or whenever, every X-rated ass means pleasure. <laughs> this one kind of rhymes also. <laughs> that part's not part of it. Neither is that, neither is that, neither is that. oh I'm stuck, okay. uh <laughs> Loads, everything, something, to oldness, universally, cool, hot, I now get off reaching aged ladies, feeble, elderly, elderly ladies, that's feel. (laughs) Now, I love it, now, good, uncle, so keep it senior, stupid, I need
0: grandmas.
5: (laughs) So that's, uh, yeah, that's the, here's the thing, what I just did is not a song. But people clap at the end of a song. Uh, I used to play music for kind of not a living. But uh, the, the last thing I'd like to do is introduce... Uh, I am going to end with a song so that you will clap at the end because that's what's supposed to happen. Like, when you're, when you're playing music in a bar and you, nobody's listening, but the song ends, people are like, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. It's, it's over. We show that we know it's over. So... Uh, but with a joke, if there's like jokes in a bar and nobody's listening, then the joke ends. They're like, oh, is the joke over? Ha 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 ha. The joke's over. You laugh when the joke's over. So uh, I'd like to bring to the stage my friend Sean Fisher to make sounds with his mouth. Please welcome Sean Fisher, everybody. Uh, show him a couple quick mouth sounds. So now I'm going to do some freestyle rapping, otherwise known as ruining what Sean does beautifully with his mouth. A uh, couple quick, uh, can you give me real quick a word that you like or a food that you've eaten or an animal or anything? Just a word. What is it? Sushi. Sushi. Oh, great. And another word? Carrot. Great. And another word? Great. Uh, you, all, you all named foods, and so that's totally hungry. fine. I definitely gave you food as an example. <laughs> it, 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 One of it, you said apple. You had a lot of samples that were ample, but you chose the ones that were right in front of you. And that's fine, because it's a thing that's fun to do. One of you said carrot, and that is worth a lot in gold. Like, it has a lot of carrots. Okay, <laughs> does carrot rhyme with carrot? Why not? Do you need another word? I can't spare it. So everything's fine, and the light just glared at me, so I'm going to wrap up quite smashily. Why not? You can just mix up words if you want. You can mix up words. You can mix up words. You can you can do that. Exactly. See? I don't have to do everything. Sean can do some things and then we'll sever things and I didn't say anything about sushi. And don't worry. Everything's gonna be fine by you and by you, me. That's us. That's we. That's you, we. I am you and you, me. Why not? You don't have to make sense. It's fine. I can do whatever I want. I've already been booked on the show. Huh. And it's almost over. And then soon I'm gonna go. And every once in a while, I like to come here and make everybody smile, and so, real quick, anybody who listens to the show before, is this something that I've done, or is this something new that's been in store, am I doing something to restore everybody's faith in humanity, or something else galore, and there are women, there are gals galore, gal-or, that's a woman made of gold, A-U, you, eh, everything's fine, and I'm gonna go soon, so, just cake your minds, go home, and rewind, and be kind, and just fine, the end. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. I'm Mike Kaplan. Enjoy your lives until death.
3: I can't Kaplan, you guys. Oh, that was great. I can't beatbox at all, but I can do the hold music for L.A. Care Insurance. <laughs> Some of you know it, so it was worth it. Okay, we're going to keep the show going because we have so many amazing comics and you guys want to see them. This next comic is a fr- also a friend of the show. She has an awesome podcast on the Max Fun Network called Lady to Lady. Listen to that. She also has a brand spanking new album out on iTunes called Opinion Cave. Please welcome Brandi Posey. <laughs> Rhea
6: Butcher, give her a hand, you guys. Also, holy shit, Mike Kaplan. That's like, he's the coolest bridge troll I've ever seen do comedy before. Like, has a riddle and then answers it before you even have processed the riddle. That milf joke was amazing, dude. Oh my god. I was like, you're doing magic with your mouth. (sighs) Um, I want to talk about Medieval Times. Has anybody been to Medieval Times? Yeah, that's where we're starting tonight. Uh, Okay, so this is going to be sad a little bit at first, so it's going to be okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So, two years ago, my mom passed away. It's okay, though. We're all here. You're not my mom, so you're all alive. It's fine. Um, But on the one-year anniversary of her death, a bunch of my friends in L.A., comics, decided to pitch in, and they surprised me with two tickets to Medieval Times. Because that's how comedians show that we care about each other. (laughs) That's, like, all you need to know about comics is, like, we just, like, they will not sit down with you at a coffee shop because eye contact is exhausting. But jousting, jousting might fix it. What if you just watch some jousting? Will that do it? Kind of worked. Kind of worked. Decided to use the tickets on Father's Day last year um, because, at this point, my family lives in the East Coast and live out here, so I've kind of become my own father. Like, I pay all my own bills and I'm constantly disappointed in everything that I do. (laughs) That's all it takes to be a dad. That's all it takes. <laughs> Nothing you do will ever be good enough. You say that to yourself every day in the mirror. It's great. Um, but I, since I, the tickets were free, I decided to buy myself the Father's Day package at Medieval Times. <laughs> Highly recommend it. Because for $19, you can get a stein that says royalty. I got a cape that says dad rules. <laughs> It's in my car right now. It's never less than 100 feet away from me at any given point. It's the only go-bag that I need in this world. When shit breaks bad, I'm just gonna put on my dad rules cape and walk into the desert and figure it out. And if I don't, then I'll basically be the best Nancy Drew mystery that anybody finds. It's all that I want to be in the world. And the third thing that I got is I got my face in a shield that said that I was a king for the day which was great because I got to stand in line with a bunch of Orange County dads. So it was just like me holding a ticket surrounded by like guys in like Crocs and socks and cargo shorts. Just like the kind of dads that are just like clenching their jaws thinking about how much money they had spent versus how many times their kids had said, I love you on that trip. And was like, it's not enough. It's not enough. Like the kind of dads that all they want to do is just like not sit in traffic on the way back to the airport and they just like want to crank down the air conditioning in the hotel to 60, because they're not paying for it. That's all they want, that's all they want. OC dads is awesome. So that was great, because I was in line, and then I get up, the dad in front of me moved, and then it was just like this like, 15-year-old boy in tights and pantaloons that just looked at me with the most panicked look on his face. And I was like, yeah, that's right, baby, today I'm a father too. Which I think is how we should all learn that gender's fluid, man. Be what you want to be in this world. Who gives a shit? Be a dad. Be a mom. Be an aunt. Don't be an uncle unless you're actually an uncle. There's nothing worse than somebody calling themselves your uncle and they're not your uncle. Everybody's thinking of one and we all hate them. We all hate them. Nothing worse. Love it. Well, it was that many times though, I met the uh, the most confident child that I've ever met in my life. I met this this 5-year-old is standing in, in line in front of me. His parents just like holding their hands like this just shaking with the excitement of what was to come. <laughs> and he was like so good and so quiet. And then it all just exploded out of him at once. And he said, I'm going to need five things today. I'm going to need five things today. And then he listed them. He went, sword, scabbard, helmet, chainmail, horse. Demanded a horse from his parents that already took him from medieval times. That is some Glenn Gary Glen Ross shit, you know what I mean? That is how you close big. Oh my God, I was like, you definitely got a sword, kid. That's how you do it. You demand a horse, you get a sword.
0: <laughs>
6: Basic economics, I think. I don't know, I was a film major. <laughs> it's amazing and I was like watching him go down and I, this go down and I was like, holy shit, man, I've never asked for anything with that kind of confidence before in my life. You know, like the la- at my old day job, the last time that I asked for a raise, I didn't get one, and I started crying in my boss's office. I just looked I was like, oh, well, you don't think I'm working hard? Oh. And I wish I'd had that five-year-old with me so I just could have been like, move it, you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> um, she's gonna need five things today. <laughs> she's gonna need a raise. Oh, God, she's gonna need equal pay, maternity leave, and rape culture and a motherfucking horse. <laughs> And because a boy asked for it, I get it. That's how that works. (laughs) Uh, This year started off uh, in kind of a weird way. I went to a party on New Year's and... um, uh, There's a bunch of scientists there, which means I was hanging out with a bunch of guys in Indiana Jones hat with inhalers. <laughs> That's all scientists. It's all scientists. It's great. Love them. And there was a guy that was walking around with uh, these pastries that had fortunes on them, so you could like read and then set your intention for the new year. And uh, my, the first thing that I read this year, twelve oh one, January first, twenty sixteen, it said, "In twenty sixteen, you will discover a new passion." And I looked at it and I looked at him, and I was like. I don't have time for this shit. So I started off the new year, I was like, I have three jobs that I do comedy. I'm 32, this is what I do with my life and I love it. What do you want from me? Do you want me to knit? Do you need me to start knitting in 2016? How much more interesting do I need to be? So I started off the new year immediately saying no to the idea of loving something new. I don't know what that means, but we'll see. The only real change I've made in my life this year is I started using a Diva Cup in 2016. Hey! Guys, I heard you tighten up. It's okay. (laughs) Where I think, this is the thing, I think that dudes are actually super into periods because I've seen the video games that you play and they're fucking disgusting. (laughs) So women bleed once a month, get on board with it. Like, in the new Mortal Kombat video game, You can press a series of buttons and Sonya Blade's daughter will rip off the jaw of her enemy and then take a selfie with it and post it to Facebook. (laughs) That's her finishing move. (laughs) And as a country, men spend thousands, hundreds of millions of dollars on that. Guess what? Women bleed. It's fine. It's totally fine. (laughs) Totally fine. I think you secretly like it. Get on board with it. Um, But I started using a diva cup because I like to refer to my period as pouring one out for my homies. So... (laughs) Take that for yourselves, feel free to, just like, one more down the drain. <laughs> feel good about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel good, I feel real good about it. I, uh, I'm gonna use it forever, it'll be great. Just wink at it when I see it in the cupboard, it's fun. I, um, I'm 30, 32, I just turned 32, yes, thank you for paying attention to me still, even though I'm an older lady. Uh, <laughs> by Hollywood standards, it's fine. Um, There's like a weird thing that kind of happens when you are like When you like hit 30 and beyond where like you kind of become like a little bit invisible to the world around you like Translucent not invisible like people still see you, but like they keep looking around just to be like, oh, okay Cool. She has wisdom that doesn't give me a boner. I don't like that. She threw through my shit I'm gonna look on for the Where's the tight butts that don't know what how hard the world is yet. That's what I'm looking for And it's fine Um, It's fine. It's okay. It used to because you know it used to bum me out, but I've decided that this is also going to be year that I start embracing that, and like if you guys don't want to pay any more attention to me, that's totally fine because I'm just going to start robbing banks. <laughs> Gonna start robbing banks if I'm not the most attractive thing in the room anymore. Totally fine. Gonna stop wearing makeup, put on sweatpants, become a millionaire overnight. That's how that's gonna work. Because that way, the next day when they bring in the sketch artist, the security guard's gonna be like, I don't know, I just remember she looked tired. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm ready.
2: Great! Oh, you guys, I haven't been here. I missed you. I want to figure out if there's anyone I should check in with. You seem very sweet, you little buddy. How are you? You've been laughing so much. The whole show has so many laughs. You're you're keyed in, man. Fucking zone. Are you all right? You seem so happy or sad that I'm talking to you.
0: Me, but just
2: before this, and I almost bought your album. Didn't have it a oh, um, uh. no problem.
0: <laughs> I wish I had it. I would give it to you.
2: Uh, but I, yeah, you can listen to it on Spotify, that's for sure. I see some of that dough. Um, <laughs> how, how are you? Are you doing well? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do with your time when you're not here or at Amoeba? Uh, I'm a graphic
0: designer. You're a graphic designer? Yeah.
2: What do you design? What kind of stuff?
0: Right now I make um, signs for my mom's company. You make signs for your mom's yeah. company.
2: <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's great. You got a business lady as a mama. That's cool, I like that. You don't hear enough like sons working for their moms. I like that's a very fucking... Does anyone else feel like that's just like... Are you having like a Grinch heart expansion moment? <laughs> I am. That's fucking cool as shit. What's your mom's company specialize in? Uh, they make affordable housing. They make affordable housing? Yeah. Every answer you
0: give me. <laughs> it's like. <laughs>
2: you seem like the best. That's here for this young man. He seems like. Great. Good vibes out of him all around. How are you doing? Yeah, what's your life like?
0: I drove here from San Francisco. <gasps> you
2: drove here from San Francisco for this show? Yes. Fuck yeah. That's very cool. And then there's a person over there pointing at you. Did you also drive? Yeah, yeah, I drove. You guys drove from San... Yeah. What are you... Hi, first of all, where were you just right before now? <laughs> Oh, you were over there leaning. Just, I didn't, I just hadn't noticed you because you were out of the light. And then just, she was like, I drove her from San Francisco and then just from nowhere. <laughs> cool, man. How was that trip? You, you did it today? Like right before the show? That can be a... Uh, it can be intense because you got to go through all them cow areas.
0: <laughs>
2: you know what I'm talking about? So sad, all those cows living in a sad place, and then the dust, the cow. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? If you driven to San Francisco here, everybody, it's just, it's real. Like, if you're not sure how fa- if you're not sure whether factory farming is gross, drive to San Francisco from Los Angeles. <laughs> it's just like suddenly you're like wait is there a is there a filter on the car windows oh no that's the air from cow shit people have to live there and do that job the cows are very sad do you know what's the biggest fuck you one time rihanna ate a taco bell right in the middle of that whole zone Not eating meat at the Taco Bell. Ria's a lifelong vegetarian. I have been mostly not eating meat since I met her but so we're like sitting there eating beans but <laughs> most of the other people in the Taco Bell were not. The, ta- the cows can see the Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> like from their house.
2: Are you sta- Please tell me you're, you're not driving back tonight, are you? No, thank God. It's, it's <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, listen. I don't know what's going on with you financially, or you, but like, don't, don't, okay. <laughs> stay, it's so, it's gonna be 10 p.m. It's like a five or six hour drive. Very late. I don't know what the age of you is, but when you're 34, you gotta stay here, little sweeties. <laughs> can't stay with us. (laughs) (laughs) But like, come on, there's gotta be, stay with this guy! (laughs) He will build your, his mom! (laughs) Build you housing! (laughs) Let's hear for these people. Guys, are so much appreciation for everybody here. Hey, we got two comics left. I love them so much. Uh, This next, you're gonna just, you're just gonna love this next comic. So let's hear right now from Mr. Shane Moss. Give it up for Shane.
1: Oh man, I am so happy Brandy was up before me, because I just remembered a story that I cannot believe I have never told on stage before. I got a call uh, a few months ago, Uh, it was actually a mass text from a friend of mine, Uh, he's a comic named Grant Lyon, I'm totally going to throw him under the bus, you'll understand why uh, by the end of this story. And I got a text, Uh, he sent out a bunch of texts, he's like, oh my wife um, can't go with me to Medieval Times tonight. I have this extra ticket. Does anyone want to go? And I couldn't type back yes fast enough. Guys, you wanna, my idea of having a good time, just imagine the dumbest thing you can possibly do. It's not dumb enough for me. I own a sorcerer costume in case I need it. It might be in my trunk right now. I'm serious. I... I once went to Duck Dynasty, the musical. It was in Vegas for one month. I happened to be in Vegas on the closing weekend, the biggest flop in all of Vegas history. I paid $140 for front row tickets and it's the best time I've ever had in my entire life. That's just my jam. And so, so he texted me, and he's like, I got this extra ticket. I was like, boom, I'm in. We go to Medieval Times. We got, like, front row tickets. And I'm sitting there, and I bring around the drinks and stuff. And we're sitting there, and, uh, and the first guy on a horse comes out. And he's, and he's uh, horsing around. And uh, I didn't need to do that. Um... And I go to Grant. I was like, oh, man, I love horses. They're awesome. And he goes, oh, yeah, horses. They're majestic creatures. <laughs> he goes, he goes it's, it's too bad I have to worship them from afar. i like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, because I have a horse allergy. <laughs> I was like, you have a horse allergy. And you brought me to mid evil times you realize it's an indoor horse show right and he's like ah, i think it'll be fine i'm not really worried about it I'm like, all right whatever you say i'm just watching them kick up horse everywhere just horses kicking up other horse stuff everywhere and they start coming out about 10 minutes in he's like oh,
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like, oh, Jesus! Well, worse than I expected. I, I well, you brought your inhaler, didn't you? He's like, oh no, I didn't think I was gonna need it. <laughs> you didn't think the one thing you're allergic to in life is horses. You had the idea to go to a horse show. I definitely won't need the inhaler. Don't even bring it just in case. Another 10 minutes go by, and he's like, <gasps> all, right. all right. I gotta, I gotta step outside. And uh, so I like, okay, I'm gonna sit here, and because there's food coming and whatnot, and I was I'm enjoying this ridiculous show. They have like, it's just for like children's birthdays, that's it. And so at some point, uh, the king gets up, and he's, he's just like, Sir James Smith with his 12th birthday! Oh, 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 oh. And they do that for at least 40 minutes. And I give it a standing ovation the whole way through. And so I didn't want to miss that part, you know? I figured he'd be all right. And, and so... Finally, then a waitress came by, and she was like, does anyone here have an inhaler? Grant's wondering if anyone has an inhaler. And I'm like, this might be bad. I'll give it ten more minutes, and that's it. And I did wait ten more minutes like a real asshole in hindsight. And then I went outside, and I I checked on him, and he was just like... Like on his phone, he's like, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go to urgent care." I'm like, "All right, let's go to urgent care then." Sorry, I can't stop laughing. And and he's and he's like, he's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll just Uber it. You can stay and watch the rest of the show." I, going to stay and watch the rest of the sh- I'm only here for a goof anyway. I got my 30 minutes of silliness in. And, and I was like, I'll take you to the urgent care. We had to go to urgent care. And then we had to go in front of all of the sickest, most dying room full of minorities that I've ever seen. And then take this white fucking putz up to the and ha, to have him escorted in because he had a fucking horse allergy, and went to medieval times. There's just poor people with their limbs falling off everywhere that they just parted to get this yuppie idiot. And he was in there for, like, three hours so they could monitor him, and it was awesome. Um, So that's my medieval time story. Um, Thank you. Oh, shit. That is my whole set, apparently. I don't plan on talking about that. Um, what can I say now? Oh, let's talk about Duck Dynasty, the musical. Um, first off, went... And it was like a 500-seat theater, um, and and there's like about 30 people showed up, and me and my brother were the only ones there for a goof, and then, and then we're like, God, are we going to be able to laugh, you know? Because it's all families there and stuff. And then... And then they they opened the curtains. Well, no help in that. It was everything I ever hoped it would be. It was was just all these, like, uh, all these Juilliard-trained actors and camouflage and and beards. I'm gonna build the best duck all the world's ever seen. We're like, yes! And, And... <laughs> we're like, oh, oh and we're trying not to. I mean, first off, we didn't ruin the show, okay? It was it, they ruined the show by making it. But it, we were trying to be somewhat respectful. But you know, like the funeral laugh. That, you know, like, you know, when you're at a funeral, and you're like, what's the proper way to be? Hit? do I like stand respectfully, or like look down, or do I do I like look at the, the you know? Whatever you do, don't laugh. And then that's just the funniest thought you've ever had in your life. And you can't, it was exactly like that. So we're sitting there. Oh, 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 oh my God. And then and it's like, uh, you know, the two, there's all this romance. Two, you in your camouflage, me and my camouflage. These are all real songs. And then apparently, see... <laughs> Apparently, the old guy got in some trouble for some homophobic stuff. I don't know anything about Duck Dynasty, the musical. Or, or Duck Dynasty, the show. I just knew the musical would be amazing. But I, I know... I know that the old guy got in trouble for saying homophobic stuff because that was in the musical. They put that in the musical. And go, uh, uh, like uh, an evil journalist misquotes him, and then, and then he has to... <laughs> he has to break into his uh, I love everyone equally I'm just doing what the Bible tells me to do. That's that's when my brother gave an involuntary standing ovation. I've never seen any of that. <laughs> and, then, and then he realized what he just did and like very, uh, everybody. Anyway, thank you guys very much.
2: Keep it going for shade, you guys! <laughs> well, this next comic is a friend of ours who just released his first album. Is it it's your first? Is it your first or second? <laughs> this is okay. We don't have to know all these things about each other. <laughs> I got confused because you're gonna be on Conan. On Thursday? Just come out here and talk to me. Bring that other, yeah, come out here and talk to me. This is my friend Josh Gondelman. Josh is a, is a really successful dude because you write on Last Week Tonight, which is a really great show. And um, also, tell the people about what your album is called and also you're gonna be on, Con- on Conan which day? Say um, those
7: names. Uh, my album is called Physical Whisper. And thank you. <laughs> It's on cassette, if you uh, <laughs> are from the past.
0: Uh,
7: and uh, I'm going to be on Conan tomorrow night.
2: And actually, I just want to ask... No, yeah, right! right, right, right. <laughs> See, so you'll come watch him on Conan tomorrow night. How long have you been doing stand-up? Like,
7: a long time. Like, an embarrassingly long time. Like, no, no, what does that embarrass... Like, just about almost 12 years. 11, and this is your first late-night spot.
2: It's my first late-night spot. <laughs> And it is, like, extremely well-deserved. Very fucking funny. Follow him on Twitter. And please, let's hear right now from Mr. Josh Gondelman.
7: Thank you, everyone. It's such a pleasure to be here amongst you all. So I want to say my life is really good at this moment. I'm in a long-term relationship, which is wonderful. Because in 2016, if you're not, someone can just break up with you by simply not texting back. <laughs> Welcome to the future. It's worse than science fiction thought. It happened to my friend. She was like, Josh, I went on three dates with a guy. I thought it was going great. Then I never heard from him again. He ghosted on me. That's the word for that, ghosting, which is the wrong term for that phenomenon because that is not how ghosts behave. When there's a ghost in your life, he stays in touch. He's going to bang your pots and pans together, flick your lights on and off. If you're telling me a story that ends, he ghosted on me, you've gotta come with a better tale than that. That story's gotta go, Josh, I went on three dates with a guy. I thought it was going great. Now, every night at the stroke of 12, I hear a blood curdling scream that I can't explain. And i are like, oh, he ghosted on you, I'm sorry. He must have unfinished business with an ex. Or it could be like, Josh, I was flirting with a woman online. I thought I'd show up in person for the first date. Old school, gentlemanly. I rang the doorbell. Answering the door was an old woman crying. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, is Megan there? She's like, Megan? Megan's been dead for 30 years. Oh, dude, you got ghosted, and that is a bummer, uh, you should not have signed up for Tinder on that ancient burial ground. That is,
0: that's
7: your fault. I think my girlfriend and I are going to go the distance and here's how I know. This is a bittersweet day that I realized it. It was the day of my grandmother's funeral and that that hurt. And I will say up front it wasn't like a whittling down process. I wasn't like, well, Nana's dead. I guess I got to go the chick I'm dating now.
0: Um. (laughs) (laughs) But it was.
7: It was the day of my grandmother's funeral and we drove up from, we live in New York City, we drove up to Massachusetts where my family's from and it was a very Massachusetts funeral. My grandmother, I swear this is true, my grandmother was cremated and buried in a Tom Brady jersey. That's a real fan, okay? I see you guys out on the weekends in your team's jerseys alive, walking around. Be like Nana. Burn some shit down. Show your commitments. And the, the, the jersey was a gift that I'd given her when she got sick and was watching the Patriots from the hospital. And when I heard that she'd been cremated, I started to cry because I had spent like $100 on that jersey. <laughs> I was like, we haven't even opened the will. We're just going to start setting shit aflame. I don't know if that's a great idea. <laughs> so we spent, we did the funeral. We spent all day with my family, my extended family, my family's friends. And my girlfriend was such a trooper the whole time. She was amazing. That night, we, took, uh, we barred my mom's car, and we drove into the city of Boston to visit some friends, have a couple drinks, lighten the load. When we turn on the car, that's, the radio's on. And terrestrial radio in Boston is abysmal. It goes up to, like, 1997, skips forward to the song from The Departed, and then stops forever. That's all they have. They don't know about Beyonce. It's a wasteland out there. So the first song we hear when we turn on the radio is the song Caress Me Down by Sublime, which is a terrible song. It's very bad. Sublime, on the whole, is like a Blacklight Che Guevara poster that you listen to and... Caress Me Down is a specifically bad song. It's a story told in two languages, and that story is a guy fucks a girl, then he fucks her in Spanish, and the Spanish time she gets pregnant, and I don't know if that's racist, but it feels racist to me. So my girlfriend starts singing Caress Me Down in my face, super loud. Like, as a joke, this isn't where I find out she's a juggalo. She's... Just in my face. When I see Maxie, makes me feel horny. Which, first of all, if you're writing a love song and use the word horny, delete draft, start fresh. <laughs> horny is not a love song. It's not a lyric. It's just what you put in a text next to an eggplant emoji. We all know that. <laughs> she keeps going, cause I'm the type of lover with the sensitivity. Kiss me neck and tickle me fancy, tickle me fancy. What are you, a horny pirate? You have to stop singing, or I can't love you anymore. So we get into the city. We have a couple drinks, no more than the legal limit. We get back in the car to head home. And the first song we hear is Caress Me Down by Sublime again. At that point, I'm like, do we have a week to live? This is some kind of curse. There's no other reason for this to be happening. And this time, it's the Spanish part of the song. And my girlfriend doesn't speak a word of Spanish. And I don't know if that's racist, but it feels racist to me. So instead of singing, she's just doing this dance in my face, just shaking her fist right at me like I just denied her a mortgage. And it's very funny. I'm laughing very hard while I'm driving. Uh, It's lovely. We get back to my parents' house where we're staying, to my childhood bedroom. And we go upstairs to the bedroom where we're sleeping in two twin beds, pushed together like a couple from a 50s sitcom that almost figured out how to have sex. (laughs) And we get into bed. And uh, it's I'm so tired. It's been such a long day, and she's been so amazing, right? And I'm we're, I'm spooning her, which this isn't the level spooning happens. <laughs> this is like a dirty prom picture, like
0: never change. <laughs>
7: but <laughs> we're spooning regular waist level, traditional prom picture. So I'm about to fall asleep, and my eyes are closing, and I hear my girlfriend murmur so gently, so sweetly. She says, Josh. Kiss my neck, please. And I say, anything you want. Anything. that You were so amazing today and over the entire course of our relationship. And anything that will bring you comfort in this moment, I will do for you. Kiss you, your neck. Scratch your back. Rub your feet. Whatever it is, I'm here for you as a partner because I love you so much. And I lean in to give her the tiniest, tiniest, gentlest kiss. like a Just like a, a little physical whisper available now on iTunes and Cassette. <laughs> And just as I'm about to touch down on the back of her neck, she looks over her shoulder, (laughs) makes eye contact with one eye like a shark would, and yells in my face, and tickle me, (laughs) bombsy! Guys, she caressed me, downed me in my childhood bedroom on the day of my grandmother's funeral. I don't know what they call that in Los Angeles, California. In Boston, Massachusetts, they call that a keeper, Okay. (laughs) I wanted to propose right there. I wanted to. I didn't. I held off. The next day, I went out. I bought the Spanish Rosetta Stone. I'll propose, and she learns all the Spanish words because I will be goddamned if I marry a woman who doesn't know all the words to our wedding song. Thank you guys very much. Right. Josh
3: Gottlieb, you guys. Josh Gottlieb, you guys. That's beautiful. I have this one. Caressed me down to me. Come no, on. No. Perfect. <laughs>
2: Let's hear it for everybody you saw tonight. Oh, thank you so much for coming out. You, you got like two and a half hours before you pop on at midnight and see which one of us won. See which it was one of us. You guys, thank you so much. And we're here every Tuesday night. And I'm Cameron Esposito. And I'm Rhea Butcher. And please, let's hear it again one more time for everybody on the show. see
0: Your hands together. Put 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 your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to Put your hands together. Put your hands together.